Oh, that way, let's go. Like chilling, I'm sitting here editing. I'm like, oh, let's go. How you feeling this morning? You got to be on cloud nine right now, right? Well, I mean, a little down maybe with a high ankle, but still. Another AFC championship game, man. Alive and well. Moving on. Dude, Good morning. I mean, this is incredible if you think about it. I was going through. Welcome into the Plank Show. It is a Monday edition of the show. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are trying to sell me that Bryce Young is six foot on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, how about this? If Bryce Young measures as six foot at pro day, I'll give you all the elusive ham sandwich. Everyone that's listening wins the ham sandwich. All right? Could be a lot of ham sandwiches doled out. Bryce Young is as close to six foot as I am to six four. And I think I actually measure out at five nine, and I could post up Bryce Young. Though I've been, I was doing a little uh, yoga. Apparently, it stretches you out a bit. Uh, but no, no. In all seriousness, Josh, I was going through Patrick Mahomes' playoff record, and to me, what's incredible is the diversity in teams that he's beaten. So, by my count, Patrick Mahomes is 9-3 and three in the playoffs. One of those losses was in the Super Bowl. The other two were in the AFC Championship game, which is, again, those were all his years as a starter. That's it. I, how, how does he get much better than that? You start your first season in 2019, so in 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, at the very least – You've won the division, and every single position. Wait, hold on. What am I trying to say here? Every single season has ended in at least the AFC championship game. No earlier than the AFC title game. It's amazing. Uh, Division wins, every playoff game at home. I mean, it's just an incredible laundry list of accomplishments. But I found this to be even more shocking. Do you know there's only one team that he's beaten twice in the playoffs? One team that he's beaten twice would be Buffalo? That's right. In his nine playoff wins, I found this, and it's not a knock. It's just all comers. He's beaten the Colts. Yep. Uh, was that that was was that Andrew Luck? No, no, no. It was. Um, it oh, was the, yeah. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Because that's whenever they were like, oh, my gosh, he's getting healthy. Look out. They got Quentin Nelson. Blah. They, they can play the kind of football that can and – and he threw for like 278 that, yards. That game in the snow for Luck might have been like, okay, yeah, I think yeah, I'm I think over I'm this. So beat the Colts, beat Deshaun Watson and the Texans, uh-huh. beat the Tennessee Titans, beat Cleveland. Beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Did I, uh, beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Beat Buffalo, Pittsburgh, then Buffalo again, and now you add what happened on Saturday against Jacksonville. That's would love to add Cincinnati to that list. That's right. So Cincinnati becomes just the second team in the five-year reign of terror for Patrick Mahomes that he will have faced twice in the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? Only team that uh... – has won three in a row over Mahomes. In an era, um, and my, I guess modern era, I still consider Peyton and Brady, where to me it's 
it's I shouldn't even say era, Josh, in a sport that seems to be somewhat identified by its rivalries, right? Boy, if by the way, a quick little side note, can we just kick games off? I mean, Fox, why did we have to have like eight different vignettes? And I thought it was a great broadcast, but it's like kickoff coming up. What what is a rivalry? You need history. You need uniforms. You need this. We'll kick the game off coming up next. Let's go down to the field for an update. Tom and Ollie, they're feeling good. Great. We'll kick the game off next. It's like, let's go, man. Play the game. Play the game. All right. So, Cowboys-Niners, right? You were reminded of that rivalry yesterday. Brady versus Manning. You know, um, gosh, even... Even when you think about beyond just like Cowboys Niners, there was Aikman versus Young, and there I mean there were all these different iterations of Raiders Steelers. If you really want to go old school, there's there's these rivalries, right? That and honestly, the Chiefs have just decimated every single rival they possibly could have had. Oh, and might I add, one of the quote unquote rivals has proven to kind of be a bit of a paper tiger. In the Buffalo Bills. Is that a proper phrase or is it paper lion? Is it paper lion? Ah, you get my point. Not up to the challenge. The light, These lights are too bright, Josh. Turn the lights off for the Buffalo. Oh, I, I think we just found the first ever way that we can use the newest cut to the show. Is the cut prepared? I, 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 we went this weekend and we started adding some cuts that we found in the show. I I think for the I think for the Buffalo Bills we've got a new one. When it comes to the big moment. No, get those lights off. Off. Turn them off. They're too They're too bright. Turn them off. The lights are too bright for the Buffalo too Bills, bright. Josh. Turn them off. The lights are too bright. <laughs> the last couple of weeks obviously, yes, were disappointing for Josh Allen and for Buffalo. You know, a year ago this time, though, he lost an epic in Kansas City and was magnificent Preach. the week before. But this postseason push, we only remember the latest. And what is what did it look like? Well, it was a near loss to Miami with it being turnover-ridden against a backup quarterback. Uh-huh. And then yesterday against Cincinnati was just a flat-out dud. There's no getting around that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean... Dude, it was so it was so bad for the Bills. I'm having to read people come up with excuses like, "Well, maybe the snow kind of hurt them a little bit." I'm like, "Did did the Bengals not play on the snow too? Or did they have <laughs> maybe the Bengals just everything they did had Buffalo befuddled? That's the way it felt, bro. I so for me as we welcome you into the Plank Show on this Monday, lots to get to, man. I've I've got five stories that I'm kind of shocked they haven't become bigger stories. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Five stories that I I just feel like haven't been bigger stories, and they all involve college football. We'll get to that. We had what I, I guess you could call a quiet week for, for portal news. Now, again, the entry to the portal closed. Closed. But you can still, if you're out and about, Trying to find a home. You can sign somewhere. I think we saw Arkansas pick up another big portal edition. I think we saw a um, couple of notes involving guys that might have been OU targets out of the portal that are in a little bit little bit of trouble today. We'll get to that. They, uh, 
the only, oh, George never takes anyone out of the portal. Well, guess what? As soon as they did, he gets in trouble. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. And, oh, yeah, Josh, two massive basketball games to recap from Saturday. Another heartbreaker for this men's team and an absolute thriller on the women's side of things. Speaking of thrillers, K.J. Kindler in here to kick off the show tomorrow. Women's gymnastics gets away. In fact, it was a pretty perfect weekend on campus. Wrestling won. Lou Roselli's team got a dub on Friday night. Yeah, the women's team went on Saturday. And in front of a great crowd on Sunday, the women's gymnastics team took care of, of Utah. So we, we've got a lot to get to on the show today, Josh. We've got a long way to go. And as the bandit would say, a short time, a short time to get there. We've got a very busy program here on the Plank Show on the home of Sooner fans. And as always, Hour 1 is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Uh, Call them today at 405-735-1167. So uh, back to the AFC divisional games. I kind of kept waiting and watching the early game yesterday I kind of kept waiting for the Bengals or for the Bills to like do something. You know, there's that that gif where the stick figure is holding the stick and he's poking. And he's do, like, do something! something. Come on, wake up! And it just—I mean, it it never happened. And give Cincinnati credit; they they just defensively, you know, like the the one play that Romo broke down where they showed blitz on one side, brought it from the other side. They just had Josh Allen confused out there. And it he just never could find a way to get it going. It's incredible. I mean, I go back to week because we do this show every week. This isn't like a, every day. Sometimes we lose sight of the kind of perspective of it all. Bengals started zero and two on the season. Yeah, and the Niners lost in their opening weekend to the Chicago Bears. I mean, it's just you're like what. And now they've combined one. How many in a row? Was that 12 in a row? That for was San 12 Francisco? in a row for San Francisco. And it was, I think, nine or 10 in a row for Cincinnati. Well, it was eight last week. So if I carried the one, it would be nine in a row for Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen very often in the NFL. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. But I kept, I kept waiting for like Buffalo to, to, to do something. It was to like, be great. Yes. It was shocking that they never were that. And, again, I keep saying. Oh, I'm wrong. That for, for the Bengals, you were right. That's 10 in a row for the Bengals. I apologize. I It is 10 in a row. I think it would have been nine for Buffalo right. in a row had they won. You're right. But, again, credit to Cincinnati for being able to do that to a team as good as Buffalo. And there's just no getting around it. it, it that was such a disappointment for Bills fans yesterday. Unbelievable. <laughs> Jesse G hits us up very quickly on the Air Comfort Solutions text line on some Buffalo talk. And by the way, anytime Jesse G jumps in, I'm ready to go. He writes, this Buffalo slander is getting me fired up here. This is where I'm at. Number one, I'm not sold on Dorsey as an OC. Number two, are they ever going to develop a running game? Number three, missing a Pro Bowl safety and Von Miller. Number four, Still need to upgrade both lines. All that said, Cincinnati was clearly the better coached team yesterday. Yeah. No, all of those points are fair. A lot of people are pointing out that the Von Miller thing is one of the biggest reasons why 
they couldn't couldn't develop any sort of a pass rush in that game. They kind of well, put all their eggs in that basket, but that's a dangerous s- basket. When did Von Miller go down? When did he get hurt? I feel like it was a, a while ago. Sorry, sorry I, I mean, I literally could sit here and Google it up real quick, but um, they announced that he was out for the season later, right? Because, let's see, they announced it on December 7th that he was out for the season. But he had gotten hurt earlier in the year, and they'd kept talking about, oh, there's a chance that he could come back, there's a chance that he could still play. But at the very least, you had plenty of games to figure out what you had without Von Miller. No one was complaining about Von Miller not being there the week before whenever they beat the Dolphins. No one was complaining about it. No one was complaining about Von Miller not being there when the Buffalo Bills won eight straight going into the playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you, you get to the game, you lose, and it's like, oh, man, really missed Von Miller. It's like, like where was that before? Suddenly you lose and now you don't have an answer for it? Get out of here. Not, not you, Jesse, just in general. But I think it's fair. The dude's a freak, right? I mean, he's an absolute difference maker. And can we, can we stop with the, oh, the, what a raw deal for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a difficult situation. for. But are they talking about having to play through? To not be the one seed. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Well, they still had a home game. Still had a home game, and when you fall that flat on your face, you kind of, as a fan base, lose any right to gripe. I'll tell you this much. If I would have, I would have put a poll up today. Now this is very risk taking. I know because no one has ever done a Twitter poll in the history of radio. It's going to be groundbreaking stuff, right? So I almost think, as much as we've sat here and talked about the Bills, I almost think Cowboys fans could actually be madder than Bills fans can today because, at the very least. The Cowboys had chances to go win that game. They had they had chances to go get it done, and they just couldn't. The Bills are the preseason favorite, right? And they're playing at home. But we could have some sort of, as you mentioned, intrinsic deep debate about, oh, the one seed and how it should have played out. Fine. The, the but, Bills also lost to Joe Burrow at, right. yesterday. Or uh, what? Joe Burrows. If you're listening to my mom and my girlfriend. Oh, it's <laughs> already started calling him Joe Burrows last night. Oh, it's like no. it's Joe Burrow. <laughs> but I I just it's I get it, man. For well, welcome to Suckville, all right? Because that's how everyone feels even when their team gets eliminated. In a divisional game, which I kept calling the divisional championship for some reason all day yesterday, in a divisional game, or 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 next week, right? And you know that you feel this if if the Chiefs lose next week, unless Mahomes is really hobbled out there, right, and he has to hobble around and limp around. Though I've now sold myself that that might actually be better for the Chiefs' offense against the Bengals. I think I'm going crazy here. I'm following. I'm listening to Andrew too much on Twitter. Might be my problem. Ah, well, at least they're going to run the ball. Well, you know what? He'll stay in the pocket. He won't be running around trying to do too much. I'll convince myself by week's end as well. <laughs> but no, I, I guess my point is, welcome to where I've been literally since like Christmas. When your team loses, you want everybody gone. Everybody in the NFL. I mean, if you were to run a poll in Dallas about do you, is Dak 
a quarterback you have faith in to lead you to the Super Bowl. It'd be overwhelmingly no It'd right be like now. 99% no. And honestly, I think if you ran one in Buffalo, it's like, has your faith been shook in Josh Allen? It would be like 70% yes. Just because that's the nature of the beast. Well, you and I joke about it a lot. If we did a true study, and I think there's more important things to study than this, but we do a sports radio show, so here we are, of how many teams truly believe or have confidence in their starting quarterback, what, maybe four NFL teams' fan bases would overwhelmingly have a yes? Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Buffalo, Jacksonville, I think after this run, now it took this run this year to get there. Um, Herbert in, in, in L.A., yes, no. Sure, may, maybe, right? I still think yes. I, I would say yes on Jalen. But you know, if 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 they get beat next week, you know, Philly fan, it's like, and oh. if and if he's bad, right, right, but which he hasn't been, and there's no, but there's six, so that means twenty six NFL teams. Packers are always grinching about Aaron Rodgers, right? Detroit fans like, ah, oh, Jared Goff. Baltimore doesn't know where they are contractually with Lamar Jackson, and there's even some that don't want to spend that money on him. And we could go down and do this for every team, but you kind of get what we're saying. It's no one is happy with whom they have at quarterback. Ever. Very, very few. And as soon as they lose a game, that number grows. <laughs> told you. I told you he couldn't get it done. And if it's not the quarterback, then guess what? It's the offensive coordinator, it's right. the defensive coordinator, it's the special teams guy. Mm. Somebody ain't safe. All right, quick break. So there's if you guys want to jump in on the AFC championship matchup, we'd love to hear from you. When we have uh, 405-651-3439, that's the – Air Comfort Solutions text line, Riverwind Casino Jackpot line, 405-329-9000. And as always, you can hit Josh and I up on Twitter, at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Let's hit on the Cowboys next, right here on the Ref. Five stories, Josh. Five. That I can't believe aren't bigger stories on a national stage coming up later on in the show. Okay. In fact, let's kick off, because they're all college football related. Do you need me to jot this down for you? I've got it. I have. I don't want to show you my list for the show today because it looks rather blank. But I mean, if you look, there's <laughs> there's like five pages of notes leading up to this today. I I did a show Saturday. Um, it's just I, the top five that you're trying to sort out. I see. I'm fighting there. through my top five right now. To be honest with you, it's almost as if there's a there's a pretty good battle at number two. College basketball, NFL, that's two. Yeah, but then again, though, too, the Thunder keep winning. They keep winning. Feel like they're moving up. So, top five. so there's three of the five, right? And now we just kind of fill in some cracks. Well, I think that's where this battle of these five college football stories that I can't figure out why they're not bigger stories. Um, all right. So here's my question of the day. Here's my sports radio how it's supposed to be done. Question of the base. Question of the day. Question from the base. I don't even know where base came from. <laughs> There's been some things that I'll say. I'm like, that wasn't even in my head. From this, the Buffalo Wild Wings Studios. That's right. Um, live on the Brown O'Haver uh, Ref Radio Network, an hour one brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, where you can text us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We get them all? We did well. Which fan base should be angrier today? Which NFL team let its fans down more? Okay. Oh, Buffalo man. 
or Dallas. Now, I listen, on, one quick sidebar to this. I was really excited about yesterday because I thought on Saturday, anyone that wasn't named Philadelphia or Kansas City that came out of Saturday, it was a jarring upset, right? It would be something where like, whoa, where did that come from? And for a large stretch on Saturday, it looked like that might happen in Kansas City. It felt did. that way. Felt that way a bit, right? Felt that way a bit. Um, I was at the bowling alley. I was at Sooner Bowl. Hopping, by the way. Nice. Hopping on Saturday. And there was a group of Chief fans, and I kind of promised my daughter, because I DVR'd it, and we're going to go to the women's basketball game. I'm like, listen, I'll wait, and I'll watch the football games later. I'll be, We'll hang out. We'll have a day. And I walked by, and there was like this group of four or five Chief fans. Were they in full-on panic mode? Not really. They were kind of chill. More chill than I expected. I'm like, is Mahomes out? He's like, nah, he's back, and he's fine. So literally, Josh... I left the bowling alley like, ah, Patrick Mahomes is fine. And then you realize, oh, he is far from fine. Yeah, those guys didn't really describe the situation very well. But I uh, I went back, watched it all. See, I really thought he had broke something when he went down. It, it looked so bad, yeah. didn't it? But again, it would have taken, taken, taken something miraculous for neither or either Philadelphia or Kansas City not to be playing next weekend. I felt like yesterday – Yesterday was a day where you had four teams that we had considered kind of around that Super Bowl conversation all season long, right? Cincinnati had a bit of a rough start, but once they got things rolling, we mentioned now 10 in a row, things are clicking. San Francisco, I still don't know how they're doing this with a third-string quarterback, but they are. Dallas, it's a good football team. Dallas has been up there and at one point, was knocking on the door potentially for the division when Jalen Hurts got hurt. And, I mean, listen, Buffalo was the preseason favorite, and they had won seven straight um, heading into the playoffs. Made it eight last week and made it made it seven straight after the win last week. So, point is, you had had teams this Sunday that if they get beat, it's like, oh, there goes a the Super Bowl contender. Unless you were shocked on Saturday – we weren't going to lose a Super Bowl contender. The Giants were a nice story. The Jags, very cool to see what they're doing. right? They won a home playoff game when they had no business lo- winning. Uh, actually, maybe even looking back at the Titans game now, you're like, eh, they blew a couple things in that game too to Tennessee. But still, the point is, it doesn't. it's not a Super Bowl t- contender being eliminated. It's a good football team that the Chiefs are just better than, even with their quarterback not 100%. Right. So for me, yesterday was that day where, okay, Someone's coming away mad, really mad. No doubt. Agreed. Both the Giants and the Jaguars, you can look at and say, okay, this is a little ahead of schedule. Right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Now, if it's next year, then maybe we'll be having a sure. different conversation. Yeah, then, then we're going to anger management. All right, so which which side would you take, Dallas or Buffalo in this conversation? I think I'm taking Dallas because I feel like I, I feel like it hurts more in this respect. It's easy to come away from that game now and drum up the band. It's more pronounced than ever. Can Dak get us there? And I know that the opposite ledger would be, okay, but look at how bad Josh Allen was, and now all of a sudden there's a track record of playoff failures there too. Sure. To me, it was a massive missed opportunity for Dallas. Any way you slice it, 
as good as San Francisco top to bottom that roster is, and it is better than Dallas's, and it might be the best left in the playoffs. Easy argument to make, I think. Mm -hmm. But they had a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant quarterback playing who, yeah, he made a couple of nice throws, but he wasn't great yesterday. That's the moment that you come away from this game, Plank, and can Dak do it? And I don't know. I don't know that the answer to that question is yes after yesterday. I'm leaning more no after yesterday. All right, so here's the it's, – it's up now on my Twitter feed. Simple question. Which fan base should be angrier today with its team's performance on Sunday? Cowboys fan, Bills fan. Very simple. And if it's just overall performance, I mean, I can make an easy argument for Buffalo. I just think long-term picture – that was such a bad sign for Dallas. Four votes in, it's 50-50 in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> See, there you go. To, to your point, right? <laughs> um, I just if, I, I got a lot of post-game audio from the Cowboys. I don't think – I think I've done a bit of a 180 on Mike McCarthy, to be honest with you, because I was somebody, as this season has progressed it uh, – Good Lord, you might be right, Kendall. I might need a teleprompter today. Uh, as this season has progressed, I kept thinking that Dallas was a team that was going to make a move, right? Dallas was a team that was going to make a, a coaching move, and that coaching move would be to go get Sean Payton because if you are to believe the pundits that cover the Cowboys, Dallas, specifically Jerry Jones, has always been somewhat infatuated with Sean Payton. And I thought, here we go. But – if Jerry Jones was going to move on from Mike McCarthy, I don't think he would have been as as resolute as he was last night. I don't think it would have been a situation where he where he says, "No, no, no, we're not making any changes." I think it would have been, you know, we're always we're evaluating everything, Josh, uh, when the season is over. Kind of how the Raiders talked about Derek Carr for nine years whenever he was a Raider. You know, we evaluate every single position. That's how it goes. You're like, what? Um. But Jerry was pretty – he seemed to be pretty solid, even in his emotions, that they were bringing back Mike McCarthy. So in that, even in that slight moment where you could have said, we'll evaluate everything, they chose to say what? No, Mike McCarthy's our head coach. We are all in sticking this thing out together, long term. Now, remember, Jerry Jones is, what, 80? He does 800 different radio shows. So by the time his radio show pops up on – Monday or Tuesday, later today or tomorrow in Dallas, he might change his opinion. But I think based on our geography, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this poll today. But I also can't help but wonder if – I also can't help but wonder if if something does need to change in both places, right? If it's an offensive coordinator in Buffalo, if it's – you know, everything was – Everything with Dallas just pointed to Dak, but you're not going to move from Dak, right? Even the Cowboys.com website has an article about Dak letting the team down. You're like, whoa! I mean, the, can the you, official site, right? Can you imagine pulling up KRefSports.com? Or SoonerSports.com is like plank the weak link in the in the broadcast team. You're like, whoa! Wait a minute, that's literally what it, that's literally what it was. On Cowboys.com. Well, and I'm just I'm just thinking, you pull up Sooner Sports and there's oh, like I a see, hit yeah. piece on Dylan Gabriel. Or right. Something. It's like, what are we doing right now? It's a, it's a fascinating question, and 
you know, I, I would say Dallas just because massive missed opportunity where you had you thought a massive quarterback advantage sure. and you couldn't cash that in to to get to a championship game for the first time in eons and oh by the way it's a divisional opponent that you've already beaten once so that that to me and maybe it is just the geography factor for me getting a little bit too close to it I do I do hear you it's a great question because it's an easy argument to make for Buffalo sure because here's a team that everybody has had on the short list as a Super Bowl contender Dallas it's like okay that kind of to some degree for a lot of folks would have come out of left field for them to get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, right? That would have been surprising. Buffalo, that's not surprising anybody if they win a Super Bowl. And so for them to bow out in the fashion that they did as disappointingly as they did, okay, I'll hear your argument. There's some good stuff on the the text line on this, so let's get to it next. It's the Plank Show uh, coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Five big college football stories that apparently aren't big college football stories, but they're fascinating to me. And I, and I don't know if it's just me being a nerd and covering too much college football or if there's stories that might get a little bit more juice. Plus, a big weekend in college basketball. Tough one for the OU men. Big one for the OU women. We'll dive into it all morning long right here on The Ref. All right, it's a plank show right here on The Ref. Was there ever any doubt on Saturday for you at all? Oh, absolutely really? there was doubt. As soon as Mahomes exited the game, there was extreme doubt. And you know what? When he came back in the second half, there was still a lot of doubt because, I mean, he's hopping to deliver a handoff. Mm. And, oh, by the way, Jacksonville had just erased a 27-point deficit the week before against, yeah, let's make our jokes, but a good Chargers team. Yeah, True. You know, I feel like just in injuries, I – I've learned a lot from being around Teddy and Gabe and obviously around some of the best athletic trainers on the planet on the sidelines for Oklahoma over the last however long we've done sidelines, from Scott Anderson to watching Jim Hillis work to seeing uh, Chris Watson and obviously Robert Fulton, all the great trainers I've been around for, for softball, right? I feel like I learn a lot about injuries. And the thing that I feel like I've learned about ankle injuries is that They'll sometimes be much more painful this week. This week, yeah. No, that's the scary thing. And and you're you're truly going to feel the brunt of it the first time you get hit, or the first time maybe you plant a little weird. I I don't know why it stays with me so much, but there was it might have been Wart, um, Tom Wart, or or maybe it was. There was a linebacker, and Teddy was on the sidelines with me, and he went down hard. Like, literally, you saw him crumble. And Ted said, hey, when you have an ankle injury and you've got it all spatted up and you've got the – maybe you've had something to help you deal with it. That first time you get get hit, it doesn't matter. It's still going to feel like the first time you you injured it. So that's – that'll be something to keep an eye on how – in some way, shape, or form, Mahomes is able to deal with that come yeah. Sunday. The pain threshold element yeah. of it. It and seems you know like Cincinnati's going to Cincinnati's going to be yanking at that ankle. So that's you. you what just, you just the know Bengals? That. Hey, can I throw one other thing in here too before we get to the text, which are really good? Um, the it just really seemed as if as much as you can, 
the Bengals handed the DeMar Hamlin situation as well as you could. But then it's at the same vein when privately they were upset. Th- you said it, right? They, they did a great job in handling their frustration from not having a chance to battle for the one seed. That's why I said earlier that, you know, for Buffalo, if you're a fan and you're disappointed you didn't get the one seed or you feel like it was mishandled in some way, shape, or form, nobody was going to come away totally happy with the deal. Kansas City fans weren't happy with the possibility of if Buffalo had won yesterday playing a neutral side game in Atlanta. So there were a lot of fan bases that weren't particularly pleased with the way the thing out thing played out because of just the there was no good solution to the situation. There was, right? there was no easy way and to handle it. One of those was Cincinnati. Who immediately after that game, they're like, well, they're not going to be able to play for the one seed. Like, they, I, they went right down the field on their first drive. Obviously, this isn't about what they had to do. DeMar's near, near-death experience, not, nothing about that. Supersedes all of it. Exactly. But yet still in their minds, it's like, all right, bleep everybody. So – that little chip on their shoulder, boy, it seemed obvious with like every single mix and run. Like every single run he had seemed like it had something on the end. Yeah, of it. there's a little something extra behind it. All right, we've reached 100 votes in 13 minutes. Uh, which fan base should be angrier today with its team performance on Sunday? Cowboys fans currently have a slim lead over Bills fans. Cowboys fans at 57%. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line, here are some good ones from the 469. Dallas lost to a team with a third-string quarterback who played better than your star. Buffalo lost to a very good Cincinnati team. That's, that was your point. Exactly, and that was probably more succinct and better <laughs> better spoken. Or well, we got to fill three hours, too. I mean, we just can't say that in good night, everybody. <laughs> Listen, Bengals have a better quarterback. Thanks for joining us on the show. We'll see you, see you tomorrow. And yet, the other part of it is just the relative expectation for each franchise for Buffalo to just totally flame out the way that it did at home unbelievable I mean it's you can make a good argument for both and that's the beautiful thing about it that's the beautiful thing about it it's it's a great question here's one from the 503 Buffalo for sure Dallas fans had to have known they were going to lose because Dak sucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Jerry is still the GM. I, I do appreciate people that still struggle with the proper spelling of lose. I'm with you, dude. I'm right there with you 100% from someone who has to spell, oh, no, we lose again a lot. Um, Where are you at, by the way, with it? Do you lean Dallas or I lean Buffalo? Buffalo. Just because of the expectations? Yeah, absolutely. And your appreciation for that roster or quarterback? Well, so if if people want to say, and understandably so, Dallas lost to a third-string quarterback. That third-string quarterback has been playing now for seven weeks. He hasn't lost. Right, and he hasn't lost. Buffalo, at home, in their kind of elements allegedly – faced a team with three backup offensive linemen, including the center, and did not even sniff Joe Burrow No, on Sunday. And this is supposed to be this dominating Bills mafia front where you dopes are squirting mustard and ketchup all over yourselves in the 
parking lot because you're so hard and you're so tough, and then your defensive line with three backup offensive linemen can't even touch Joe Burrow? And, oh, by the way, you were at home, too. So, I, maybe I forgive that for the Cowboys a bit because they were on the road. I wrote three names down on my little sticky pad here. Also, by the way, I told my buddy Mike, Pastor Mike, that the uh, – I told him that the Cowboys were going to win. So, I mean, I guess I guess maybe I feel bad about that. Too. Sorry, Pastor Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. My bad. I feel like we're in this great era of quarterbacking in the AFC that we're embarking on. Uh-huh. And there's going to be accolades for all three. I still believe that. I think all three will win Super Bowls. Agreed. Before it's all said and done. It's – Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic-ish. Okay. Okay. And each guy's going to get... Mahomes, Burrow, and and, and Allen? Yeah, and everybody's going to get got by one of the other three in different junctures. Probably, I mean, naturally because it's sports, one of the three's going to wind up with more than the rest. And yet, yesterday felt like, Plank, if, if you use that analogy, then Federer won in straight sets. It wasn't even competitive. And that's going to happen. That go back historically too. If you want to use that analogy, that happens. I noticed you didn't have Jarrett Stidham on that list. I did not. You want to throw Chase Garbers in there just in case he's the guy next year? <laughs> just ended for me, Raiders. Just just ended. Just down Bark Davis announced they're folding the franchise. It'll make things easier for me. Tank season. Caleb Williams. Tank for season, you. Caleb Williams, Drake May. Uh here's one from Brad. Brad who writes the Dallas fan base is more disappointed because it looked like they would make a Super Bowl run. Problem is, we've seen this picture before, and the disappointment only grows greater. Uh, what's the? I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a frowned upon analogy, but I've heard a couple people refer to hope as hopium, and I mean. <laughs> You literally, you literally get so fired up with belief, and the next thing you know, I mean. It's a great line from Rick James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Hope is a hell of a drug. You know, I mean, it's – and when you start getting that hope ratcheted up and nothing, I mean, could generate more hope for Cowboys fans than what they did on Monday night, now it's almost like that didn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're left with the latest, and the latest was not great at all. Uh, and one more real quick here from Brian with a Y in Tulsa. Buffalo should be more upset. They have been to the title game recently. When Dallas says always next year, it has literally always meant always next year since 1995. Dallas should just be used to it by now. Boy, I wonder, I wonder in the AFC, you mentioned like the Nadal Federer Djokovic analogy. I wonder if there can be um I wonder if there could be someone that kind of becomes an addition or someone that upsets the apple cart, if you will. Can a Justin Herbert do it in L.A.? Can Trevor Lawrence become that guy in Jacksonville? Yeah, probably. Could Kenny Pickett? Listen, I'm not. I haven't been all that impressed with Kenny Pickett, but man, he's got some mojo late in games for Pittsburgh. And there's going to be a young quarterback probably that hasn't gotten drafted yet. Could could Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Anthony Richardson? <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, of course. I, I mean, the, yes. the point is, it's wild that you say it because it's so true. I mean, and Arnie wants to argue. He's like, look, with what Brock Purdy's doing, Arnie, by the way, sorry, Vegas Sooner, my co-host on Sunday nights, wants to fight that now this shows with what Brock Purdy is doing, you don't need an elite quarterback. I'm like, 
three of the four teams that are playing this week, and we feel like they have an elite quarterback. Well, and hang on a second here. Brock Purdy. Yeah, he might be. Might be an elite quarterback. <laughs> All right, it's 9.52. we got a break. When we come back, a uh, little Porter Moser from post-game next right here on The Ref. Oh, we don't have a lot of time here. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here messing around. we got like a minute. Uh, do we have to, Porter Moser afterwards, how do you guard those shots? Well, the Flagler shirt, the shot, that one was almost unguardable. I mean, he was at the, at the very last the bug, buzzer talking. You know, we, we, we didn't do, you know, the, CJ and Grant were involved in two switches. It was a baseline. They, they sw- switched each other and they didn't communicate it. And then Bridges came out. It was, and the same thing on the out-of-bounds play. It was the same too. And we got to get better at switching, you know, in key situations. It's communication. And we just didn't switch on either one of them. And um, um, so I know we can do that better. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's, they've hit some timely shots against us in this building down the stretch. Dude, that Flagler shot, I was so happy when they put that up. I was like, yes. And then all of a you're like, no. It's like, oh, good, good, shoot that. Oh, you lost a tough one on Saturday to Baylor. Heartbreaker again, another one of those where it's like, yeah, can we just find like three to four to five points somewhere in the game to make a difference, dude? It's heartbreaking, Josh, and you can sense the frustration of Porter Moser because this team is so—I'm going to say it—so close. close. <laughs> uh, all right, so I got five stories that have been driving me crazy. Why are they not bigger stories? We'll ask why next.